Hi everyone, my name is Dr. Hanisha Patel and I am a naturopathic doctor. For those of you who don't know me, I uh, have my own practice locally in Columbus, Ohio. However, I have been seeing uh, people virtually uh, throughout the world and right now definitely seeing everyone virtually. So I'm excited to have this opportunity with Rebel and Town Hall to work with them uh, to bring you this knowledge and information on, on how we can continue to build our health and wellness practices while staying at home. So I'm really, really grateful for Rebel and Town Hall for giving me this opportunity and having me on here. And I'm grateful for you all for listening and doing your part to stay at home right now because because it's really what we need to do. But what else can we do at home, right? So so right now, collectively, we've experienced some level of trauma. Um, it's put a real jolt to our system. So let's, let's kind of talk about that. So first I wanna talk about what stress is in general. Stress is any response to our body's demand. So that's just the very simplified version of what stress is. So it's really essential to life. Whenever we're sleeping, our body is still functioning and going. Whenever we're in a more meditative state or just chilling out with friends, we're still, our body is still working to ensure that we survive and we are living. And so it's essential. However, it becomes a problem when it's more chronic, right? So chronic stress is when we have a continuous number of alarming stressors that keep on coming through. So these alarming stressors, um, which put a jolt to our system would be things like, originally it would be something like a bear running after us, right? So in this time, if a bear was running after us, we would go into a sympathetic state of being, which would be the fight or flight response. There's also the freeze response, but that's a whole nother animal and we won't get into that right now. But the fight or flight response is really beneficial for us because if a bear is running after us, we need to either fight or run, right? We need to get away from that bear. We need to do whatever we can. We don't want to be focusing on our digestion. We don't want to be focusing on our hormones. That's not, it's not the time, right? So that's what the fight or flight response is. And the opposite of that response is the parasympathetic response. And that is our rest and digest time. So ideally the way that it would be is we're running from that bear We've realized that we're safe. We've, we're away from that bear. Now we're with our family. We're cooking dinner. We're having dinner. We're having a good time. We're playing board games or we're playing board games on house party, whatever it is. We're ideally in a more relaxed and chill state. Unfortunately, our brain doesn't actually know the difference between a bear and a deadline. And so regardless of whatever the stressor is, it's just a stressor and we have the same bodily responses of the increased heart rate, um, increased blood pressure, more uh, just just the active activity of like the ex excessive cortisol or stress hormone, right? So having all of these things to start to come into place every time there's a, there's a stressor. So like I said, we don't really know the difference between a deadline and um, a bear. Right now, maybe some things are slowing down for some people, uh, which is probably a good thing but it could also be that it's picked up for you. So it really depends on your situation. And this is where I think adaptogens can be an extremely pivotal role in our health. Um, aside, I, I wanna get more into adaptogens. I know Dr. Jerrica Sweetnich and Ashley Koff talked a little bit about other things that we can do to mitigate our stress. And I'm really grateful for them. So make sure you check out their videos too. Um, they're amazing women and I learn so much from them every time. So 
Um, so I wanted to get into more of the herbal medicine part of it, and that is adaptogens. So what are adaptogens? Adaptogens are, to put it in the most simplest terms, are what our body, they, they adapt to whatever our body needs. So if we're in a state of really high stress, it can help, or high stress hormone, it can help to balance that out and lower the stress hormone or cortisol. If we have a not enough cortisol. So a lot of people who deal with fatigue in the morning um, and don't feel refreshed when waking up, they probably have lower levels of cortisol. And so adaptogens can actually help increase that level of cortisol. What they really do is they work by moderating your stress response. So they're not blocking their stress response. So there are some antidepressants and benzodiazepines that can help to block the stress response, that's not what adaptogens are doing. Adaptogens are moderating the stress response so it's not as high of a peak and low of a fall when you have the stress response. It's more of a balanced fall, um, or sorry, balanced stress response and, and not this intense spike and um, upflow and downflow. It also works by uh, working with our blood sugar levels too because our cortisol or our stress hormone works very closely with our blood glucose as well. So usually in terms of a stressor, we would have higher levels of blood glucose anytime we're exposed to a stressor. And this is really important to notice or note as well because when we think of things like diabetes where there's a lot of elevated blood sugar levels, and insulin levels, we don't necessarily always think about how stress can play a role in that, and it definitely can. I've definitely had some patients who have done all the things right, they eat well, they exercise, they're um, taking all of their supplements, they're doing all the things, and there's just something that's missing. And what I've found from my practice uh, particularly is that usually they still have a really elevated stress response, so they're still really feeling stressed out. So doing some practices to help with their stress response and then adding these adaptogens, is it's so cool because you can see how their blood sugar levels plateau and then after doing these things, they start to finally go down again. So it has this effect and it's really important. All right, so let's get into what adapt or what adaptogens are my favorites. Um, I'm only gonna be talking about a few today because we definitely don't have time for all the adaptogens that are out there, but I wanna talk about the um, some of my favorites. These are all really safe. Um, However, I do always want to mention this is not medical advice and um, make sure to check in with your naturopathic doctor to see if they're right for you, just in case there are any interactions with any of the medications that you're on um, or whatever your health condition is. So like I said, mostly benign, but just good to always check in. Also, these are also not endangered. So these are very... Um, abundant species and so I also want to mention that too because it's really important to support and take care of our environment because our environment is the one that fuels us and feeds us and nourishes us and so it's really really good to be mindful of that when choosing herbs to for example Eleutherococcus ginseng or Siberian ginseng is uh, currently endangered so it's important to try to avoid those as much as possible and we do have alternatives and so that's that's the beauty of it. All right, so what are my favorite herbs? The first one is ashwagandha. Uh, this one has become extremely popular in recent years and rightfully so because it has so many benefits. It helps to um, balance more long-term stress and also has been um, shown to be supportive of just more of 
our stress response in general and more, more of that balancing like I talked about. Sorry, I, I lost my train of thought there. Um, I wanted to actually talk about the meaning of ashwagandha. Ashwagandha uh, the, is a Sanskrit word that comes from Ayurveda and uh, the Sanskrit word translates to vitality of a horse. And then the Latin word for it is actually withania somnifera. So somnifera or somna is um, another meaning for somber. So helps with sleep. So this kind of has this oxymoronic effect where it has a, you can get the vitality of a horse and that energy of a horse, but then also will help with sleep and help you stay more relaxed. So I usually take this every day in a tea form and um, I take it every morning, but I know some people who take it in the evening this is the beauty of it. It can really work for everyone and anything. And um, for me, it helps me have more sustained energy, but then also feel more calm throughout the day. So that's why I really like taking it in the morning. But it's also the more yang sort of herb. So in terms of energetics, uh, ashwagandha tends to be a little bit more yang, yang prominent, yang dominant and um, has a more masculine energy. And that's another reason why I think it's become very popular is because we live in a very masculine driven society with our go, go, go sort of um, mentality and um, activities. So um, so it, it's really beneficial for all of us, men and women who are in this sort of world. But in terms of the more masculine energy, it also um, has been shown to help with improving libido and balancing hormones for men specifically, also women, but more so men. All right, my next favorite herb is schizandra. So this is kind of, this is actually the yin to the yang of ashwagandha. So schizandra is a little bit more feminine, has that more feminine energy. It's been shown to help with um, libido and balancing hormones for women. And it has more of this acute stress response. So it helps with a lot of acute stress. And that is important because right now that's kind of what we're dealing with, right? So just having this um, support can be really beneficial. Oh, and it also supports our liver's detox pathways. So which is why schizandra is just another really cool herb to always have as well. I take this more in a tincture form. Okay, then the next herb is holy basil or tulsi. So holy basil is the English name, tulsi is the Sanskrit name, and then oximum sanctum is the Latin name for this herb. And you may have heard of tulsi or holy basil because it has also become a little bit more popular. It's You can put it in um, food. Uh, a lot of Indian food has tulsi in it. Also my mom's chai, which is amazing, has tulsi in it and it's so good. Uh, tulsi is really cool because it helps support our detox pathways and not just the liver's detox pathway like schizandra, but also helps to support our colon, kidneys, and our skin. So kind of just getting rid of all the toxins. It also has this benefit of reducing the harmful effects of radiation. So while you're on your computer or phone all day, especially if you're working from home now, then may, maybe you can have some Tulsi tea with, um, with your work so that you're helping to negate some of the harmful effects. Okay, and then the last one is reishi mushroom or Ganoderma lucidum. So I love mushrooms and I'm so excited that reishi mushroom and all mushrooms in general are just becoming more popular in our culture as well. I love the reishi hot cocoa at Rebel. It's one of my absolute favorite drinks. I don't drink coffee, so I love getting that um, or the matcha, but um, the reishi mushroom is uh, the Rishi hot cocoa is so good. And I know they have a number of other mushrooms as well that are very supportive of other pathways, um, like the lion's mane or cordyceps can be supportive of your uh, immune system or nervous system as well. 
so it just has all the benefits but reishi mushroom in general is very supportive of your immune system and also helps to improve your sleep but then also helps to reduce fatigue um, or lethargy throughout the day so again that oxymoronic effect like ashwagandha where it helps with sleep uh, but then also helps you have more energy throughout the day and this is the beauty of adaptogens in general and like I stated before, all of these herbs can be very beneficial in helping to balance blood sugar. I mentioned earlier with someone who has high blood sugar levels, but also can be beneficial for people with low blood sugar levels. I have a patient who um, had blood, lower blood sugar levels and she started to experience um, more stability when she started taking adrenal support or adaptogens. All right, well, I'm gonna conclude this. I wanted to say that there are so many more adaptogens. These are just just a few of the ones that I wanted to mention for um, to give you a quick preview of adaptions. Um, but I really hope this was informative and I hope you are staying safe out there or in there. Um, and please feel free to reach out if you have any questions. I, um, I'm more than welcome to answer any questions that you have. I will say that I have all of my patients on some level of adrenal support during this time or adaptogens um, or adrenal support is really a high, cons high constituents of adaptogens. It just has a lot of adaptogens in it. And so um, I do have all of my patients on that right now and I'm offering the free 30 minute consultations to help with immune support and mental health support so please reach out if you would be interested in that as well. Uh, but that's all I got. Thank you all so much for tuning in. And thank you Rebel and Town Hall once again for having me. And I'm wishing you all Mahan or great health. And um, take care. <laughs>